in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. everyone and welcome to another brand new episode of the top 10 i'm john roca and i am mad nost we are pleased to bring you another week of movie discussion yeah uh, how are you i'm good busy uh you know still recovering from comic-con somewhat getting my feet still back getting my sleep schedule back regular uh so uh, today i think is the first day i woke up where i was like okay all right i feel a little bit like i'm fully back to normal but uh that was a hell of a thing four days of uh uh, four days of uh, geekery and uh, superhero stuff, but also like four to five hours of sleep a night with four dudes snoring their faces off uh, in a hotel room. So, yeah, it was quite a thing. How are you? you? I mean, you could have driven home and slept in your own bed and just gotten up early and gone back to the hotel and met them. And Look, the whole point of it was to one last blast, the four of us in a hotel room, the Geek Buddies and Kalinowski, and it was a hell of an experience. Uh, but, yeah, I'll... I'll never do that again to that extent to the four days or whatever, because, you know, we're all just kind of sitting our ways. And after three or four years of not doing it, it was like a little bit of a culture shock to do it again. It was a great time. Don't get me wrong. But um, I also know that like where I'm at right now, I need time to go back and do trailer reactions and do my thoughts on the panel and all that kind of stuff. And I really didn't have a lot of time in the hotel room by myself. So in the future, I will definitely um, have my own room and then maybe, hang out with the guys of course when i can so still rent a hotel room <laughs> even though you live in the city i mean i guess to drive back and do trailer reactions at home is a bit much it is annoying yes and, and to have a place to go and use the restroom have a place to go and take a shower if i need to or nap there's uh, no uh dollar value you can put on that for me personally yeah. Uh, because there are there are this shit's exhausting and it's a lot of fun it's exhausting and so sometimes you just want to go back to a nice air-conditioned hotel room walk over there and just relax uh and then uh, record your stuff you know I, I couldn't tell you the last time i stayed in a hotel room with four other four other men <laughs> it's been 20 years minimum yeah i would imagine i was in college i think the last time i oh. stayed in was it a dorm room or was it a hotel? No, room? like a hotel room okay. with four other guys. It's right. been a long, long time. Right on. Not even I'm on just... the comedy circuit? You guys don't stay in the hotel room together? No. Oh, wow. Okay. No. A lot of places have like comedy condos, which are just yeah. run down shitholes. That's what but I've heard, yeah. You have your own room usually. Okay. So you're not just sharing a living space with, yeah, just a hotel room with, I mean, how many beds were there? Two. So it was uh, me and Shannon in one bed and Kalinowski and Vogel in another bed. Yeah. That's how we made it work. Yeah. But we've been doing that for years. So it was, it's just our standard way of doing things. Who determined this? Who sleeps with who? Oh, I think that was determined organically, you know, organically. Because uh, Kalinowski and I don't always get along. So 
it's best to kind of split us up. Yeah, uh, that, that <laughs> extra three feet, man, it makes a hell of a difference in it a confined a space. <laughs> sure, sure. So it's best. Like Vogel is, you know, he, he's a big fan of Castle. Him and Kalinowski can sleep together. And then Shannon and I have been friends for 20 years. So it's like it's perfect for us and, and whatever. And, you know, there's, there's it's just basically get in the bed, roll over and pass out. That's basically the whole thing, you know. So it's it's totally cool, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, we had a chance to get a junior suite or a bigger room, but the, none of the guys wanted to pay extra for it. And I was like, what the fuck? Let's pay extra, between, have a little more space, you know? Yeah, between four people, how much extra are we talking? Yeah, I think it was like $78 extra a night split between the four of us. So I was more than willing to put the so less than 20 bucks a piece. Are you yeah, saying $78? Yeah, Get the fuck yeah. out of here. Yes, it's worth 20. Shit, I'll pay the 78 myself. <laughs> That's what I told them. Well, we each take a night because we were there for four nights. I think Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, so we were there for four nights. So we could have each taken one night uh, and that would have split evenly as well. But uh, we did not. So, um, and I pitched it hard the next morning when Shannon said, Hey, I got the email from Hilton saying, Hey, they want to. They've got junior suites available if we wanted to upgrade because of his uh, membership to Hilton Honors or whatever. And I was like, let's do this. And I thought the other guys would be down for it. But they're like, no, what's the point? You know, we want to have that Comic-Con feeling. And I was like, God damn it, dude. Let's get some space up in this B. So Yeah, we, we can still have that feeling, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's fine. With a little more space. I can't believe four grown men couldn't reach an immediate <laughs> conclusion that that is the smartest play. I. Yeah. I find that amazing. Yeah, me too. I'd be pushing from that from the outset. Hey, you got anything bigger? Yeah. Uh, what can we do? At least it wasn't like somebody sleeping on the floor and, and right. whatnot. We've had that in the past before with a couple of people who've stayed with us who get like weird about being in the same bed with another guy or whatever, which is just so stupid to me. It's just a fucking bed, man. So, but like some people get real heebie-jeebies about it or so they sleep on the floor and we're like, all right, you know, they still pay, they paid us the, you know, their split for that night, but then they've slept on the floor. So bring sleeping bags or whatever. So, but other than that, it was a great time. It was a really fun and it was a chill Comic-Con. It wasn't too crazy. There were a lot of people, but there wasn't a lot to see until the Marvel panel, really, which was like the almost last on the almost on the last day because it was like on saturday night at five o'clock so it was a, that was the one to be there for and everything else was fun but it wasn't you know overwhelming you could walk into rooms you could walk into panels and it hasn't been that way in years so that was a nice little hmm. uh surprise you know so what once was in, mm. in the future will go back to being more than likely the exact same thing that you, it's been the past, oh, yeah. you know, five, six years, whatever the case is. Yeah. 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 Cause so, yeah, yeah, take advantage. Studios aren't, are don't want to do it anymore. Like to that level, you know, um, they've got what well, like DC barely showed up with only two movies. So they've got DC fandom coming up. I imagine at some point this week or this month, this year rather. And then you've got um, uh, D 23 coming up in a few weeks. And so, which is also another Disney thing. So, I mean, Studios are doing their own things now. It's it's not a big deal to show up at Comic Con with their stuff, you know. So, but that Wakanda Forever trailer blew up the internet. That's for damn sure. Uh, yeah, I didn't see that just because I don't watch trailer. I saw the stills yeah. of people uh, posting from it. Right. 
but uh, I didn't watch it. I did see the Marvel slate went up and some fucking pop culture website was like Avengers Secret Wars. We don't know much about it right now, but it could be based on this comic book series. And you're like, you mean the one that it's fucking named after? Oh, could it? I read that. I just saw the headline. It's like, oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. That's the, that's the, that's the young people who have no knowledge or history of comic book stuff. Yeah. A hundred percent in the average person, but it's just like the, it could be, Yeah, it's yeah, fucking yeah. named after. Now I don't remember a series called Kang dynasty. There isn't, there is exactly. Yeah. So that's, Oh, yeah. that could be based on this series run or something. Right. But the fucking namesake of one of the biggest crossover <laughs> events in comic history. I think that the safe bet, safe bet. And, and and to even to add even more to what you're saying, there are there are two versions. There was the original mm-hmm. Secret Wars, I think in the 1980s. It's the one I still have few of the, a few of the issues. And then there was the the other version of Secret Wars that came out, I think in 2000, 2010, something like that um, from Marvel. So there's two different Secret Wars that you can choose from either way. It's absolutely based on these this yes. run. So it's just ridiculous to even say it's like, oh, we think it might be based on this or that. So hilarious, man. Absolutely hilarious. Um, how are you? Uh, anything uh, on your end? Anything, any news to report? Anything going on? Anything big? Uh, nothing big. I obviously didn't go to Comic-Con, but I've, I've never gone to Comic-Con. Even when I lived in San Diego, I didn't go to Con- Comic-Con. So that didn't really change. Right. I just being around 20,000 people trying to swarm into tight rooms and all that shit. It's like, that doesn't sound like fun to me. <laughs> I would walk to see the booths. And yeah. Whatnot. The floor is great. That's yeah. why I love to do that. Yeah. But I also don't want to fight through several thousand people to do that either. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I uh, never really uh, piqued my interest. Uh, it's massive too. I mean, the guys were telling me on Sunday when I was doing a little bit of shop, cause I like to do my shopping on Sunday cause it's less people and, they start to they want to get rid of inventory because they want yeah. to lug back all that shit. Um, I started to talk to some of them. They're like, "Yeah, we're going to be here till four in the morning, uh, unpacking everything and stacking it into the trucks and taking it out." I'm like, "My God, wow! Like that's crazy." Because of course the convention goes till six, even on Sunday, so they got to wait till everybody leaves and then they can start the process of organizing all their stuff, packing it away taking it down to the docks or wherever it is down there. And then I imagine there's turns, right? I imagine you probably have a window, right? Of which you can bring your stuff in or bring your car in or truck or whatever and pack everything up. And then you have to leave by a certain time. I imagine. So uh, yeah, I don't know those guys at all. I'm sure it can accommodate numerous vendors at a time, but it has to be some sort of, here's your allotted, you know, here's your slot to go and get this accomplished. Yeah. 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 And I'd assume it's whoever paid the most then gets priority on something like that because there's the prime real estate. There has to be yeah, for booth locations. So you're paying for all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, but four in the morning. Yeah. So that whoever that, that sad soul is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You feel bad. For but at the same time, it's like, you know, how, how many of these massive events are there during the year? Right. Oh, so many. You know, yeah, because like the Chicago one is happening next month in August. Then, as I said, you've got the D23 in September. Uh, and then you've got all these other ones coming up that happen almost every month, either in Indianapolis or Baltimore or Seattle or down in Florida or Texas 
there's all kinds of con in the New York Comic Con, of course. So there's all kinds of cons that happen on on these big cities all around the country. So it isn't just Comic Con anymore or San Diego Comic Con anymore. Yeah. So, but like D twenty three, do they allow outside vendors in like this? Oh no, uh, D, I think D twenty three is only just. Well, I don't know because I. I don't remember because I think I covered it years and years ago when I was at that Geek Nation place. Um, and I went and there were vendors, but I don't know if it's like Disney approved vendors or what the, what the actual process is. Right. Because, I mean, Star Wars Celebration had vendors there selling stuff, selling Star Wars stuff and all kinds of things like that. I mean, I, one of the yeah. vendors was selling Star Wars fudge. It was that kind of weird kind of approach. So I imagine there are vendors at D23, but it's very limited. From what I remember, it was a limited amount of of stuff that you could go and um, and sell there. You know, you have to get approved. Was, was the fudge in the shape of Star Wars characters? No, it just named it stuff. It just like, slapped a name on there? Yeah. <laughs> now, I mean, that had to go through an approval process, and then somebody sure. had to try the fudge to see if it was any good. Probably, and right. Paying a licensing fee just to use the name. Yeah. I think it was so a che- Chewbacca peanut butter fudge is what I got because I like peanut butter fudge. And then there were Who a bunch doesn't? of other ones. There was the Yoda pistachio fudge and then a bunch of other ones. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they had a pistachio fudge yeah. and they had a peanut butter one. <laughs> exactly. They had a this and they just slap a name on the front yeah. of it. It's not in any way yeah. designed to look like any of these characters. <laughs> that sounds like the. There's numerous yeah. vendors at state fairs that sell like oh, yeah. corn on the cob people and they right. move from one state fair to the next, to the next, to the next. Yeah. So the fudge people and everybody else may just move. Oh, here's our star Wars, this. And then they go to whatever it is, DC's. Yeah. And they have their fucking whatever. But we did eat at some nice restaurants around San Diego. Uh, Shannon was able to pick out some really nice, like a steak restaurant, ATX, I think is what it's called steak restaurant and then we had some uh sushi some bang bang sushi which was really cool some of that sushi there and there was another spot we went to i can't remember the name of it that really enjoyed um the food there so in the past where we had defaulted to more of the -the run-of-the-mill bar stuff there at least was a desire to go to these better restaurants and enjoy ourselves a little bit more so that was nice that was a nice little change in our usual approach to comic-con so but yeah, wouldn't splurge an extra 20 bucks to get a bigger room. <laughs> what can I tell you? It's yeah. A weird, it's a weird crew sometimes. What can I tell you? To each their own. To each <laughs> exactly. their own. Um, but we are live here. Thanks to the $10 and above patrons uh, for who are, who are joining us with us right now. Charles Clark, James Petty, Paul Cree. Thank you so much. We appreciate it madly. Uh, if you're a member of the Patreon, patreon.com slash the top 10. When you join at the $10 tier, you get to hang out with us every second and fourth Thursday live as we record these. You get to hear uh, the topic and the show uh, days ahead of time uh, from the other uh, supporters of the outlaw of the uh, of the top 10. Sorry, you uh, son there. of a bitch. I know. I know. I know. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there you go. Um, uh, basketball news. Anything to say? Harden resigned. Durant yeah, wants out. Durant, hey, Durant's going to go back. Yeah. Draymond wants a max. Good Dude, luck. Get the that. fuck out of here. I, I saw that and I was like, get the fuck out of here, man. There's only one team willing to pay him anywhere near that, and it's Golden State. Although he's, he's extension eligible, the which max. means he's still under contract. But if anybody's going to, you know, have poopy diapers all season, it would be Draymond. Yeah. Fuck that. So fuck it's going to be weird. I can't imagine anybody remotely talking themselves into paying him anywhere near the the price he's asking for. So yeah, 
they're beating against themselves. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I saw that too. And just like, yeah, he's making noise now. Let's see if they're even going to come close to it. But that is, yeah, there's not a whole lot of basketball news. It's kind of a slow period where yeah, if you don't like baseball, there ain't shit oh, <laughs> to dude, talk yeah. about. So I was thinking about that today. yesterday. Actually, I was looking at stuff. Cause I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, watching that woman's European world cup or European championships just to have some kind of sports to watch besides baseball nothing against baseball i mean i'm enjoying my yankees doing well but like it's not you know i don't really really fully pay attention till the till the playoffs start so there's nothing i mean july is a dead month man and uh, finally august is going to start kicking in with training camps the premier league comes back on august 5th so then i'm back in the but i, I forget how much of a wasteland july can be you know uh, yeah so yes yeah, did, did you go see nope uh, i have not seen nope okay all right. Uh, too busy doing uh, a couple projects around the house. Nice. So then by the time the day ends, I'm kind of tired and right. going out to a movie. Plus, one of our cars is in the shop. Oh, shit. And uh, we can get a loaner uh, coming up soon, but I haven't had a car for a little while. So um, just getting used to it. Yeah, just like a, we have to schedule in advance. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I need the car from this time to this time. Like, okay, right. no problem. Um, so. Nice. All right. Yeah, yeah sure. Nice. Not having, <laughs> only having one no, car. No, that you guys have worked out a, uh, like a scheduling thing. Sometimes people go like, no, you're not taking my car. You're not using my car. Well, some people get real uh, territorial about that. Well, the shit of it is I took the car to my mechanic that I've had for years. Uh-huh. Um, and he's awesome. And they looked at it. It took them three, four days. And then eventually like, we've narrowed it down to, it has to be this, but you should take it to a dealer. Cause it'll be cheaper for the dealer to do it than us because we have wow. to get specialty equipment and we're going to pay the rentals to get that equipment. So just take Oof. it to a dealer. Well, it's, it's just a very specific thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So took it to the dealer. I'm like, well, first we have to give it an oil change. You need to drive it for a while. And I'm like, I already know what the problem is, but okay. And then finally took it back in and like, well, we have to do a full service on it to figure out what the problem is. I'm like, I can tell you what the problem is. I already know because my mechanic literally called your dealership, discussed the problem and diagnosed it with your fucking head mechanic. (laughs) I already know the problem. And now they're like, it'll take two to three days to evaluate. And then it's going to take however long it's going to take to fix. Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> and then after he's like, yeah, oh. you're not going to have a car for like five, six days. But on that sixth day, you can get a loaner at that point. I won't have one before then. Okay. Well, how much longer are, you, are we going to be without a car after that? Probably just a day or two. I don't know if I'm going to come in then for a loaner. Yeah. Then why would you get a loaner? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. At that point, it sucks. You don't have one now, but what are you going to do? Right. Um, it's too much trouble. Yeah, to get a loaner, man, I, I, I'd be like, I'd be going crazy. Yeah, at, at this point, his insurance and all that, fuck that. Yeah, had the price difference been just dramatically steep, I'd rather have my mechanic just rented the equipment because it would have been done six weeks ago. Right, right. But we had to then take it in and then get an oil change, drive it for a month, and then take it back in, and now it's just crazy. Uh, sitting there. Yeah, it's their rules, man. Yeah. Because they don't know if somebody's done a shoddy job of the oil filter change and all that. And like, it's a fucking, it's a oil change. Yeah. You really got to fuck up an oil change to fuck up an oil change. 
I know how to change the oil in my own car. I don't do it because then you got to dispose of the oil and it's a pain in right. the ass. Right. It is. But it's not hard. Yeah. By any stretch of the imagination, it's one of the easiest things you could ever do on your car. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so yes. Yeah. All right. Good to know. Well, uh, today we are counting down the top 10 uh, films set at a college or a university. Uh, and this is, is this a uh, Patreon, a uh, Boss Hog suggestion? It's Boss Hog, one of the gentlemen watching right now, Mr. Charles Clark. Oh, yeah. West Virginia's own. What's up, everybody? It's Charles Clark. How you doing? Yeah. I yeah, he's got the best. Baltimore. Best voice. I love Charles. He's got the best uh, voice. Yeah, he suggests he's, uh, you know, uh, and we were like, you know what, that. Could yeah. uh, open up some movies we we, don't, we haven't talked about as of late. Yeah, yeah. So why not? Uh, that one intrigued us, so we chose uh, that. I don't, you know, it's apropos of nothing other than it was a great suggestion from yeah. Charles. Yeah, like just like the wasteland of a sport, a sports. There's not much going on film wise either, as we head into uh, August when things start to pop off again. So yeah, um, yeah. Bullet Train would be the biggest. Yeah. Yeah. This upcoming weekend. I'm seeing that Monday night. I'm seeing 13 lives tonight. I want to see if it's any good. The Ron Howard. The Ron one. Howard. Yeah. 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 So Lindley's coming with me because she loves that story. She loved the documentary. So she is coming to hang out with me and see that thing. So we'll see. But yeah, bullet train on Monday night. So um, anyway. All right. So uh, how does the show work, Matt? Well, Charles was kind enough to. Uh, submit an excellent topic suggestion and we went our separate ways, created personal top 10 list show back up here. I do my bottom three. He does his bottom three. I do my next two. He does his next two. Then we trade one a piece. Once we have revealed our personal top 10 list, we create the shows between the two of us. Boom. All right, here we go. What do you got? Um, so I'm mixing it up a little bit, throwing in some, okay. some differing movies. I like it. At 10, I've got the program. Oh, yeah, the uh, James Conn one. Late great the, James Conn. I couldn't recommend it to you, but it came out when I was in high school, and me and my friends were on the football team, and we loved it. Yeah, fair. It is a great, terrible movie. <laughs> There's a scene where all the kids lay down in traffic. Yes, uh, I remember that scene, yeah. Well, yeah. I remember the hysteria around that scene, oh, yeah. like news reports of, Teens are emulating this. This is bad. Should we allow this movie to play? Kids are right. going to get killed. And just like, yeah, kids are stupid. Of yeah. course, they 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 mimicked this. I'm unsurprised by that. Yeah. But it's a, uh, you know, uh, Khan is a, uh, we'll say a Bowden-esque character. Sure. A knockoff Florida state. Totally. Totally. And he is running a college football program with an iron fist and it's all the players basically the the new guys the freshmen coming in and the established seniors and i love if you go back and watch it now like the you know dudes in their 20s yeah who don't look like they're 19 clearly in their 20s uh but it's a it's a solid football movie yeah once again if you didn't live through the it coming out, the hype. I remember being excited as shit to go see it. Yeah. Saw it opening weekend with all my friends. Enjoyed the living hell out of it. I've seen it once or twice since then. Uh, it still takes me back to the place I was when I saw it the first time. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we'd get uh, Omar Epps. Yes. 
uh, oh, the one dude, the Craig, whatever his name oh, is. Oh, Craig Sheffer. Yeah. Craig Sheffer. He yeah, plays yeah. the quarterback. Yep. Uh, Khan, who we mentioned. Isn't Halle Berry the tutor? I think she is. Yeah. I think you're right there. Um, yeah. Basically, I mean, it's, it's the cast of those guys is kind of like a, the jocks in Revenge of the Nerds without the comedic element. <laughs> but they're, want to be likable but they're kind of not but they kind of are yeah um but it's a good movie and it's set entirely or almost entirely at a university i was trying to do that skew more towards movies that were fully set as much as i possibly could get it yeah on an actual college or university campus because there are others were like yeah it's got some really great scenes early on Mm -hmm. um at a university, but it moves, it departs from there or it, it touches base with uh, yeah. others. So I was well, trying to basically honor that. <laughs> well, it's from um, David Ward, David S. Ward, who did Major League and uh, King Ralph, one of my personal quiet favorites um, from the early 1990s. His last film was Down Periscope. Remember that Kelsey Grammer one? So on the sub. So yeah, interesting. Cause I mean, I love major league and the program was trying to be a little bit more serious about what was going on in college football in the 1990s. Oh, it was right. Christy Swanson's in this Joey Lauren Adams is in this. Um, but yeah, this is Omar Epps when he was like doing higher learning and then major league two and this yeah, film, he's, he's getting the bump of, yeah. We're gonna try and put you in movies and make you a movie star. And it's like really Wesley's took. moved. Wesley's aged out of this now. You're gonna be our new Wesley for this age bracket. As Wesley's doing like Passenger Fifty Seven and Rising Sun, we need a young black guy to come in and kind of take Wesley's roles here that we still want to make for the younger audiences. And I feel like Omar kind of slid into that spot. It seems like to me. It was during the Craig Sheffer run where <laughs> what Craig Sheffer run? Well, you got this one. You got a uh, river runs through it. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, Shit, he's in that. I forget that. That's yeah, what... he ended up being in a lead in a few movies for like a, a yeah. duration of time. Yeah. He was getting <laughs> it's like the 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 Silverman. Jonathan Silverman, yeah. Yeah, the Silverman era where it's like he's getting yeah. a lot of leading roles, and this guy, I don't know if uh, he's got it. Fucking Silverman. Man. And Sheffer was very much that to me. He's like, I never bought you. River runs through I do it because the focus is on the more fun character of Brad Pitt. Right. This Pitt, right, exactly. Yeah. Um, Which is weird because I always get that movie confused with Legends of the Fall. Both of and Pitt's in both of them. So I always get him confused with that. Oh yeah, I remember it's right. He was in some kind of wonderful that Nightbreed movie. Oh, he was in Fire in the Sky as well. So I guess you're right. Yeah, a little bit of a mini run here with River Runs Through It, uh, Fire in the Sky, the program. Yeah, I guess you're right, dude. <laughs> I never thought of a Craig Sheffer run. A little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's still working, too, which is crazy. He was just in that Palmer film with Justin Timberlake. So I didn't even know he was still fucking working. So shout out to Craig Sheffer, man. Do you think it? Do you think? Um, all right. What's your nine, dude? My number nine is Everybody Wants Some. The oh, letter. the baseball. Yeah, go ahead, man. I've never seen that one, so I couldn't put it on the list. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, interestingly, you know, in hindsight, looking back. Yeah. So 
the, I guess, technically the main foil in Top Gun Maverick, who ends up befriending, like becoming friends with Miles Teller by the end, you know, the. Yeah, Glenn Powell. Yeah, 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 yeah. Glenn Powell. Thank you. Yeah. He was the, he was the one I gravitated to in mm. that. Okay. Um, him and uh, uh, Russell. Between okay. the two, Kurt Russell's son, who yeah, Wyatt Russell, Wyatt Russell, right? Those are the two who were like in that ensemble, but it's a, a college baseball team, and it's so you have the team camaraderie and all the guys together, and it's kind of like a what happens in one night type of situation, and oh, it's wow. the new players coming on uh, and all the different personalities, but it's just like a it's a lot of uh, you feel like you're a part of this friend group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As you sit down with them and they, you, they explore a little bit of the dynamics of all the different characters. Interesting. Um, but it's it's fun. It's it's kind of like uh, basically like a lighthearted Linklater. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, Linklater made it. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's college movie set in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> Ensemble piece set in Texas that narrows it down to. Yeah. You got your token black guy with all the white dudes. <laughs> oh man, uh, who else is in this? Sophie. Oh, Sophie Ali is in this, and so's um, Zoe Deutsch, who I love. How interesting. Okay, okay. I've never seen this one, so it's just it's just them hanging out, playing football. I always get it confused. No baseball. They're, they're playing. Baseball. They're a baseball team. I get it confused with Summer Catch all the time. The one with Freddie Prince. Oh, it's not even close. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I want to say it's like over the summer. So the new players are coming in and they're getting acclimated to what you can look forward to it over the case. Um, uh, you know, basically it's like orientation. Yeah. 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 But for baseball play, but you're getting added to the team. So, so the new players come in, you're experiencing from their perspective, but it's just, I think it's set over the course of like 24 hours. Okay. Oh wow! So you don't, I think so. It's a very dazed and confused. We're only spending, gotcha, a certain amount of time. But I want to say like it starts in the afternoon and they go partying that night, and then it, the wow. film resolves the next morning. It's two fucking hours. Holy shit! Does it merit being two hours? I don't know. I've ever seen it. Does it merit being two hours? I would say so. Okay. All right. All right, cool. Well, what's your number eight then? My number eight is for the reasons I brought up momentarily ago, yes. uh, the social network. That's a punt. I know it's look, quality of movie. Yes. <laughs> yes. But the amount of time it's on campus is lesser than the other movies on my list. Uh, okay. Fair enough. Between Fair the enough. depositions and then the, the Facebook right. headquarters and all that stuff. Yeah. 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 All right, fair enough. I can understand that. All right, so then my number ten is Van Wilder. Okay, go for it. Yeah, this Ryan. This is the one that introduced me to Ryan Reynolds and Cal Penn. Yeah, um, Tara Reid still kind of somewhat bankable at that time, uh, but certainly Ryan Reynolds. I mean, this is where you get a full glimpse into the Ryan Reynolds shtick, which he is still doing to this day, uh, but has found ways to add more levels to it, more um, humanity to it in a way. Uh, but yeah, this is a funny movie. I remember enjoying very much in col- uh, watching it and enjoying it. Um, I think it was in college around when it came out. And so 
was a joy to watch this movie and uh, see the fun of it. But yeah, it's it's a simple movie. There's not much going on. You know, he's a, he's he, he's uh, got a thing for Tara Reid, who's a school reporter who is doing a profile on Van Wilder, who is Ryan Reynolds plays. And her boyfriend is jealous of the fact that uh, Van Wilder and her are getting closer. Uh, and he's, uh, of course, a preppy white dude who gets himself in all kinds of uh, weird situations. And Van Wilder is the party guy on campus who everybody wants to be with or be friends with. Um, and it's a fun little film. And I think Tech, no, not Tech. What's his name? From, I think it is Tech from the real world. Tech? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because he's the one that keeps coming back and doing those uh, challenges, those uh, the the, the uh, challenge show on on Paramount Plus. Uh, yeah, Tech. Yeah, there he is. Yeah, yeah, Tech Holmes. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I forget that Tim Matheson is his dad, which is great because, of course, Tim Matheson being an Animal House, that's just perfect. That uh, Ryan would be his dad, or uh, he would be his dad. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's a fun little film. It's a throwaway film, but I really enjoy it, and I love watching it whenever I get a chance to get it on. TV, but I know it's not a great film, so that's why it's number 10. Um, hey, but it's full Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. It is. Oh, yeah. You clearly see this guy's got something. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, all right, so then my number nine is Necessary Roughness. Oh, shit. I didn't even think about that. All right, that makes my list for sure. We okay. can easily knock the program off. I'd probably put that at seven. Okay. All right. Um, so, okay. So we'll figure out your, your ranking when we get to the next, uh, section here, but yeah. Um, I'm sorry, I put this. it at eight. Keep it, okay. that, just keep it simple. Okay. Yeah. I love this film, man. Two pieces. It still holds up. I watched it recently a, f- a few, a few months ago this year and I was just randomly on, on HBO or something. And I was like, yeah, why not? It's been a while. So I've seen it and I just was enjoying the hell out of it. Yeah. It's stupid. It's dumb. Sinbad doing his thing. Um, Scott Bakula, uh, mm-hmm. Great as the quarterback here, Rob Rob Schneider, uh, Robert Loja, Hector Robert Loja, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh. Kathy Ireland, Kathy Ireland, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, uh, Elizondo as the coach, um, but yeah, all of it. I mean, there's so many funny moments. I mean, the Fumbaruski from Rama. There's the idea of uh, him doing that that karate guy that's on their team who the, the ref calling the penalties and naming all the moves that he did, which is hilarious. But there's also like a real sweet heart at the center of this thing, because he's a guy coming back to kind of exercise some of his demons from when he was there in college in the past. Mm -hmm. Uh, And um, he gets a second chance to do it all over again. Plus he gets reacquainted, I think with an old flame or yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's uh, I think Marsha Strassman is the one who plays that. Uh, I'd have whoa. to look it up. I can visualize her, but I can't tell your name. Right. From Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I think she's the wife from Honey. Yes. I yeah. So, so yeah. It, she. It, so that's the thing there. And then Elizondo is trying to prove himself as a coach at this university as well. And then all of that stuff happens with him getting sick and low show with his motivational speech. But look, it's a stupid movie, but it's a fun movie. and It's a sweet movie. Um, and uh, in the end, you know, having Larry... Miller as the evil vice principal or principal is just, or the Dean rather is yeah. just great. It's just great. So I yeah, it's, it's an underdog story and you're pulling for them because they're a ragtag group of. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, never should. They shouldn't <laughs> yeah. be able to stack up next yeah. to. So you're like, never yeah, should. that could be me out there. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
necessary references is it's fun. That one I can definitely recommend. Yeah. Um, and then my number eight is uh, Revenge of the Nerds. Uh, go for it. Okay. Uh, this one still holds up. I know there's that uncomfortable moment uh, near the end now that, of course, with 2022 eyes, it's not cool. I get it. I totally get it. It doesn't go on for long. It's only a few seconds. But I know I understand why people might be offended by it. So I respect that. But the story here is really good. And I know nerds rule the world now. But back in the 1980s, they sure as hell didn't. Uh, and they were beat up all the time, made fun of all the time. Uh, and so in the middle of all this jock, bro, funny humor stuff that was going on in the late 70s and into the 80s, um, having a film here which kind of uh, stood for the little guy, and you mentioned underdog story with the necessary roughness. This is certainly an underdog story with Revenge of the Nerds and how they're outsmarting these jocks at every step of the way um and also showing you like that these are cool dudes these are nice yeah they've got shit going on they got a weirdness about them but then you see the ugly side of of the jocks and with uh, ted mcginley who does not look at all like he belongs in college and ogre uh, and john goodman being their football coach you see the negative stuff that goes on and the fact that john goodman uh you know has his own fight with the dean who's a nerd so you've got the jock versus nerd thing happening even at the um, administrative level at the university, I think is great. And then, of course, they joined that uh, fraternity uh, with, uh, oh, God, what's the actor's name? Bernie, Bernie Casey, who mm. leads them and, and you know, it's a black uh, fraternity, but they take the nerds on because they understand what it's like to be, you know, kind of dismissed or forgotten on a campus. And they offer, in essence, some muscle there for them, which I think is great. So, and there's a phenomenal speech at the end uh, with Edwards and uh, Carradine there speaking for the nerds and what have you. So, uh, and, and of course the, the presentation that they do, Timothy Busfield and others is just great. So I think the film has a really sweet heart at the center of it, even though there is that one moment uh, there where he's essentially tricking the woman and having sex with him, uh, which could be considered assault, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, so there you go. I, I, th- th- I think that's the best politically correct way i can speak about it so and if i messed up i apologize uh matt any thoughts on this movie uh i always liked it but i the first one i ever saw was where they go on spring break oh yeah yeah so i've seen that one many more times than i've seen the original i think that was the sequel I i think it is the sequel yeah uh yeah i've probably seen that one ballpark like 10 times or something just because it was on a bunch as a kid yeah yeah yeah. the original i've seen maybe twice (laughs) really yeah i know yeah i've seen it all the way through for sure once i believe twice and then gone back for like a couple scenes here and there thanks to youtube right 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 yeah yeah yeah. but uh so it's like i i've seen all the other movies on my list more so I'll, Mm -hmm. i'll skew more towards those yeah but yeah i remember enjoying it um, yeah, because what, like I said, Anthony, oh, yeah, Robert Carradine, yeah, Busfield, Curtis yeah, Armstrong, Carradine, yeah, Edwards, Busfield, those were the first times I saw all three of those guys, yeah, yeah, and uh, Booger, of course, Curtis Armstrong, who uh, was not happy with me when I mentioned that to him one time crossing the street, so oh, that's right, and James Cromwell plays Carradine's dad in the movie that cause he's oh, a wow. full on nerd as well. I totally forgot. He's got the, yeah. Got- I can remember the scenes at the house, like before he leaves for yes. college. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I totally forgot. God, I, yeah. I completely spaced uh, on that. Wow. 
So anyway, yeah, it's one of my favorites. So, but I know it's got issues, so I didn't put it too high up on the list. Um, all right, what's your what's your seven? Do we already kind of say what your seven is? Uh, no. Okay. So I I put necessary roughness at oh, eight, right. eight and then okay. bumped the program down. So seven. Yes. Is the Dangerfield Classic back to school? Oh, where do I have that? My that is my six. Let's do it. I love this film. Yeah, I mean, find me another film that has Rodney Dangerfield, Sam Kennison, and Kurt Vonnegut, because it doesn't <laughs> exist. Was yeah. this the only movie that Kurt Vonnegut did? Uh, I, I I really don't know. But he it's got to be one of a, just a handful. Just a handful, if he did more than one. <laughs> and he plays a... His son is going to school, so he decides to join him because he's built up this... What does he sell? Furniture? He's got like a furniture store empire. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's no, it's a clothing store. Oh, it's okay, a clothing, clothing store. store. Yeah, the melons. He does that. Yeah, commercial. Thornton Melon. I yeah. know that. You want to? You want to look fat? You want to look skinny? Oh, that's right. Next to fat people. Oh my god. I mean, it's, it's yeah. So yeah, he he created a big and tall store essentially, and it made a whole chain out of it and became a super millionaire. Yeah. So he goes back to school, and. You know, they move into the dorms originally, and he's like, what is this? And then he, he gets his own, like, penthouse. Yeah. <laughs> he pays so much money to just yeah. redo an entire living area, and he slowly falls for, what is it? She a poetry and English lit teacher. Oh, yeah, Sally Kirkman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, his, his rough-hewn ways, she, she finds... Beguiling, Begu- Sally Kellerman. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. beguiling. Yes, slowly <laughs> gets sucked into his orbit. But the triple Lindy, oh come on, is I, I I've watched that scene a lot of times. <laughs> oh, the fact that somebody actually did that, like a stunt man or a stunt diver or whatever the case is, yeah, went yeah. through and did that. That's uh, <laughs> great. I, you know, I'm a sucker for Dangerfield, as most oh, yeah. guys our age are. Yeah. So I, I don't know if it translates to a modern generation, but God damn it. I love me some Rodney Dangerfield. No doubt. This is his best film, period. I don't care. What I, I, I know really? Caddyshack? Yeah, but I mean, that's him and Ted Knight. That's a two-hander. This He's leading this film. Sure. Right? And so for me, I feel like this is his best. I guess I could clarify this. This is the best film where he's the lead. How about that? Because uh, it's Chevy Chase is also in Caddyshack. So it, it's a yeah. it's Bill an Murray, ensemble. Yeah, well, there's a... Guy much larger cast yeah this one is very much dependent on rodney and it is like just like van wilder was a coming out for ryan reynolds i think this film was a, a kind of a inter- reintroduction of rodney dangerfield or an introduction of rodney dangerfield to a certain generation and then a reintroduction to the older generation of rodney dangerfield and it works so well um and he is funny and his his relation with the son is actually like honest and sweet mm-hmm. uh uh, Paulie is is for the for once Paulie's not some guy who stepped upon. He's like actually a menacingly scary dude in the film. Uh, this is Robert Downey Jr. at a really young age, really still, young, still becoming who he's becoming. Um, and oh, I can't remember the girl, but she's the one in in uh, Deep Space Nine. Oh, God, I can't remember the actress's name, but she's the one who plays the the one with the dots on her side of her head as the species there. But I can't remember her name. But yeah, she's she's in there as the love interest. She's cute. William Zabka is the villain in this from Cobra Kai. Um, well, you got to lie out best of 80s because Downey's off a of weird science. Yeah, yeah. Downey's off a of weird Although science. Although he's a good yeah. guy in this. He's the 
yeah, best he's a nice friend guy. of his yeah. son. Yeah. And Keith Gordon, who's the son, went on to become a you know like a well-known director in TV. He's done like Fargo and Legion and and Leftovers and Homeland. So he's a good director. He kind of moved off the acting thing, and now he just focuses on directing. But yeah, I mean, this is a a fun film, a funny film, but you know, with lessons because it's almost similar to like what you see in Rocky Balboa, where the kid says to him, you know, just when I'm starting to make a name for myself here you go fighting blah 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 and you you're overshadowing me and and rocky says to him you know dude you got to make a name for yourself you can't you worry about blaming everybody else you got to handle your shit rodney says the same thing to his son in this movie when he when he's trying to blame when the son is trying to blame him for being like do you know what it's like to be your son do you know what it's like to deal with the fact that everybody knows you and he's like dude i did everything to give you a better opportunity in life you can go do this thing if you believe in yourself that's the difference you got to believe in yourself and so it's those messages uh, that are here in this movie. Amidst all the humor, um, there's a really like heartfelt message there between father and son, which I think is great. And yeah, the triple Indian—I mean, him going like that—is just genius, dude. It's such a funny film. Well, and everybody's like, "Oh, you can't do that." Yeah, like, right. <laughs> twenty people died attempting that. They make it up to some, you know, uh, uh, tall tale that everyone's heard. Yeah, yeah. The story of the triple Lindy <laughs> and how now it is forbidden. Yeah. In, yeah. You know, the fucking diving competitions. <laughs> so stupid. So great. Yeah. Terry Farrell. That's her name. Terry Farrell. That was the. And Kinnison. His scene is so great. Oh, man. Kinnison. Because <laughs> <laughs> my surprise reader. Uh, anyway, um, all right, so that was my, that was your That seven? was my seven, your What's six. Your, yeah, my six. What's your six? My six is 22 Jump Street. Oh, yeah, that's my seven. Nice choice, man. Yeah. yeah flip-flop in there. Yeah, yeah. But because it's the sequel. I like the first one better, but whatever. Go ahead. The opening of this one is yeah. so excellent to me. Yeah. Just the, because the, the first one is very meta. Mm-hmm. And they're fully aware that we're doing a movie based off of a television show. And yeah. like Nick Offerman's character points that out through yeah. veiled language <laughs> and they make references to it. Ice, Ice Cube does. Yeah. Uh, and in this one, really throwing in the face of like, this is what you're going to do with a follow up movie. Yeah. And when they do the switch, I was like, I, I am such a fan of everything that was going on, seeing it in the theater, just being blown away by the the choice. Yeah. And just knowing that having the confidence to just open your movie like that. Yep. Uh, I loved it. And then the girl that plays the daughter of the uh, Skarsgård, great yeah. comedic actress. Jillian Bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. She steals the movie from Oh, me. yeah, she does. I mean, the constant commentating on how old they look and then they don't look old enough. They look too old to be in college. The great meta commentary she does throughout the movie is fucking hilarious, man. And then the moments where there he's she's saying that you're are you coming on to me? Are you interested? Are you hitting on me or whatever? And he's like, what are you talking about? I was like, no, I can tell you're hitting on me or whatever. Yeah, I agree with you. And then the fight they have, mm-hmm. the physical battle at the end is hilarious on so many levels. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, it's an I enjoyed her so much. I watched that. What was it? Britney runs a marathon. Oh yeah, Britney runs a marathon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is really good. She's good in it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but she made a fan. 
just off of that. Yeah. You are outshining them and you're not trying to, you're just <laughs> delivering what is needed in the scenes. Yeah. Um, it's really impressive. It's a lot of fun. I mean, basically it's like, how do you, how do you follow up that type of movie? Yeah. The natural progression moved them to college. I don't know where they would do a 23 jump street at this know. point. Yeah. Grad school. Like I, I don't rumors, know where you go. There were rumors. They were going to like combine 21 jump street with men in black and do some kind of crossover thing. But I don't, I don't know who came up with that. I don't know how that was even remotely possible, but yeah. Um, also that scene, you know, cause also when you go into the new headquarters and it's massive, which is essentially saying, yeah, the sequel, more yeah, money, more money. Kind of meta stuff, but also the scene where, <laughs> where, um, <laughs> the captain or ice cube realizes that Jonah Hill is dating his daughter mm-hmm. and ch- how Channing Tatum plays that scene. Fuck, dude, that makes me fall down all over the place, man, when he does. Because he's running around, high-fiving everybody in the fucking thing. Yeah, his comedic timing is much better. After the oh. first one, going into the first one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had never seen Tatum in anything that I thought was good. Oh, yeah, 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 right, fair. Um, you know, but basically it was like G.I. Joe. I didn't watch any of the Step Up movies, but I'd seen G.I. Joe. I didn't blame him for... G.I. Joe, but the movie itself wasn't good. Neither one of them were good, yeah. And Jonah Hill, I was always like, I don't know, maybe, yeah. maybe not. Uh, so I, I was hesitant, but the chemistry that they have, I'm happy they made a sequel oh, yeah. just to, to exist in that bond a little bit more, to have them yeah. see the back and forth uh, that they have between the two of them. And don't forget, this is Lord Miller again. Lord Miller, who are so fucking good with the animated stuff, here they come with this live action stuff. And so they're just such good collaborators in creating things. And mm-hmm. both of these films are hilarious. So again, you have to say, like, what the fuck happened with that Star Wars solo? There's no way it was their fault. There's just no way. What they were doing was probably going to make a crap ton of money. Even though people like or try to defend that solo movie now, um, there's no way they weren't making something totally insane. And I think that's Disney got scared. Star Wars got scared. Lucasfilm got scared because they were going to break, break that franchise in a good way. Um, and they couldn't handle it. So I haven't seen Lord Miller fail. Or was, whereas I've seen the Russo brothers fail a few times outside of the MCU and succeed. Um, I haven't seen Lord Miller fail yet. You know, they do great stuff, live action or anime. Taking a shot at Gray Man, are you? I, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I'm. I didn't read some great reviews, so I've been kind of hesitant to watch it. It's fine. Positive reviews. Oh, you watched it? Okay, it's fine. Yeah. All right. But that for two hundred million dollars, do you want a fine film? You should get a film that's like, oh my god, it's fucking excellent. You know, Gosling and Evans are a lot of fun. Okay. Uh, you don't like Anna Domus? Is she not good? She's at she's okay. She's okay. A, okay. The dude from Bridgerton. Oh. I never watched that show. Regine Page, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't understand his choices. Let's put it that way. <laughs> all right. Well, it was just, it seemed very one note. And you're like, is oh, this okay. all you're bringing to this guy? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. It, it left me wanting. It was unfulfilling. Okay. But Blue Gosling and Evans were, you know, they're fun. Yeah. I got to watch it at some point. Um, 
All right. Uh, where are we at here? Uh, oh, yeah. Are we taking a break? Yeah, we're taking a break okay. since we had the same six and seven. So we'll hear this word from our sponsors. Be right back in just a moment. There we are. And let's jump into our top fives. Yeah. So at five, I've got American animals. Oh, yeah. Knock yourself out. Uh, it is a movie set at uh, Transylvania University, which <laughs> I went to their basketball camp. I have what? been on that campus. What? It's in Lexington. I lived in Lexington oh, for Kentucky. two and a half, three years. Right on, right on. And they ran a basketball camp. And yeah. uh, I broke my foot the week before and still went Oof. to basketball camp. Yikes. Bro, well, I fractured my foot okay. the week before. Okay. On My aunt took us on vacation, my sister and I. Mm-hmm. And as soon as we got there, got out of the car, ran to the pool, jumped into the pool, fractured my foot. Oh, damn, dude. So then I was on vacation in Florida for a week and then yeah. came back and went to basketball camp. Even uh, though you fractured your foot, you're still able to go to basketball camp. Wow. Well, still able. I had no real choice. It's already paid for. What did you I, do? Were you in a cast? Or you just kind no, of I was just like favoring it the whole time and just oh. trying not to put a ton of weight on it and uh, did right. do as best I can. Didn't really matter at that, that point because you know, you're running drills and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a ton of kids and there's so many of them that are infinitely better than you. That it's just like, it doesn't matter that I'm hobbling around. Right. Right. Nobody's looking at me. They're looking at the kid who's my same age. Who's touching the rim right now. And this is <laughs> seventh grade. Uh, but anyway, it was, it was an art heist mm-hmm. where yeah. they're going on. They're trying to, to, uh, uh, steal some artwork and some books to then eventually fence it. Yeah. And there's a question of whether or not there even was a fence down the line for him. Um, but I flat out loved this movie. Yeah. Uh, it was one of my favorites that year when it came out. Uh, I, I have, because of this list now, I haven't seen it since. It's one of those I knew after walking out, that'll be in the rotation, but it'll be like every four or five years. Right, right, right. I'll watch that again. It's not going to be, the, you know, it's not something I can tune, tune into all the time. Yeah, of course. But the tension of the characters as they're about to go through with the heist, the tension, uh, the buildup to that, you can feel the the palpable nature of it between the friend group. Yeah. And then eventually them executing it and then the fallout because it's based on a true story this actually happened yeah um and there was a i think there was a documentary uh, about it as well but yeah. they did the movie with within just a handful of years after the actual crime took place which yeah, is kind of impressive so. uh yeah. but yeah i thoroughly recommend it I, please go watch if you've never seen i think american animals uh should have been more in the conversation for one of the better movies of its release year, which is what, like four years ago? Yeah. Five years ago, 2017 ish would be my guess as to when it came out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I loved it. I, I flat out loved it. So. Yeah. It wasn't my kind of movie. I, I watched it. I, I wasn't my, it wasn't my thing. Uh, and I try, and I know you and Snyder, like Snyder was like on me, like white on rice to watch this thing. He was constantly telling me, you got to watch it, Roku. You got to watch it. It's my favorite film of the year. And then I finally watched it on on video, and I was like, ah, yeah, okay. I, I just didn't care about the characters. I didn't get, I didn't connect okay. to them. But you know, I told. Yeah, but again, this is my opinion, right? And I'm not disrespecting yeah, anybody liking the movie. 
just for me, it just didn't work uh, for me. It, it, I think it's a well shot, well directed film. I just didn't care what happened to these guys. So for me, it just didn't didn't hit the um, check the boxes that I was hoping to have from it. Because I mean, Jeff made it seem like it was like, and maybe that was Jeff's fault. Like he made it seem like it was like, yeah, being that's a genre or something like that. I was like, what? Is yeah, that's more than likely what it was. It was built up to be too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went into it blind. Just saw the poster and was like, that's interesting. And then I read the description. It's like, right. okay, I'll give this a whirl. Yeah. And uh, was thoroughly entertained. I, What's your second Blake Jenner film on your list, buddy? Something well, we need to talk about? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I don't think so, but you never know. <laughs> you never know. All right. So my number five then is uh, Monsters University. Go for it. Really? No. It's not, I thought it would make your list. Wow. It's uh, good. I don't I don't ever revisit it. Wow. So, wow. I like I some like, of the fraternity games. I like this more than Monsters Inc. I'm one of those people in that camp. Um I like this film a lot. I really enjoy the uh, performances here. I enjoy what's going on in the journeys for uh, Mike and um is it Sully? Is that the other yeah. guy's name? Yeah, Mike and Sully. Uh, and what they're going through, what they're navigating, uh, and you know how they come together. You know, one dude who's totally in the frat, the other guy who's so desperately wanting to be accepted by everybody else but isn't. Uh, and then they find some way to kind of coexist and have a friendship. And uh, it comes out of all that. And you see Steve Buscemi's character, who you want, you find out why he became such a villain and why he hates Mike and Sully so much. Um, I thought Helen Mirren did a fantastic job as the dean of the school. But just overall, the story, it had a lot of like shades of what you hear about at college or what you've experienced at college, but also through that Pixar lens, which I think worked really well. And it's quietly one of my favorite Pixar movies uh, that I enjoy seeing, you know, whenever it's on or if I want to watch a few scenes from it on YouTube or something. It's always fun to watch it. And um, I think the film asks a lot more of Crystal and Goodman as actors than, than Monsters, Inc. did. And I like to see that because I like both those guys so much. So that's why it stands out to me. Um, it, it's a logical follow-up movie to go mm-hmm. back and do a prequel. Yeah. And see Sully co- like come in and he's coasting on his name and family mm-hmm. reputation. And Mike has to earn his way. So he's got to be the best student, even though he never is going to have a shot. Yeah. And actually making the scare floor. Uh, the art direction of the dean is absolutely terrifying oh yeah totally a dragon slash centipede like character just spooky as shit yeah but yeah the the fraternity games and all that stuff yeah i think it's just dynamite yeah uh chasing after the pig early on the pig like character i guess oh yeah (laughs) but then the my favorite one is they those little virus looking things that if you touch it it makes your body puff up oh yeah that that little game they do in the midst of the fraternity games is my yeah. favorite of it. At least the most comedic moments for me. Yeah. And Uzma Kappa is great. Like, it's a great name for a fraternity. Yeah. Okay. Okay. They're just okay. It's brilliant um, in those ways. So, yeah. Um, all right. So, what's your four, man? My number four is Whiplash. Oh, yeah. I, 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 we, we can include that one, right? Because I had that as, next to another one. So, we're good to include he's, that, yes? He's in music school, okay, is he good, not? Good, and it's my number four as well. I, I love that fucking movie, man. Which would be a college or university of some, yeah. in some capacity. Yeah. I had yeah. another one there, but a majority of it doesn't take place on campus. So I'm, I was happy to strike it, but if we could, but if we, if 
Whiplash uh, uh, is good. I'm happy. So yeah, uh, go ahead, man. Um, yeah. Rewatch it again. Mm. Not too, not too long ago, a couple months back. Yeah. And still just as good yeah. as seeing it the, you know, the very first time or the second time, because I've seen it a handful of times now. And I've even gone back for very specific scenes. Obviously the end one, when he goes off on his own, yeah, when he gets in that car crash and he shows up to the final one, then Paul Reiser was like, you don't have to do this. Oh my God. You don't have to do this. Will. And fortitude of like, no, I must do this. Yeah. And it's not for him at this point. It's not to prove him that I am capable. It's for myself to show him and everybody else that I know that I can do this. Yeah. Um, but the dynamic between him and J.K. Simmons yeah. is utterly fantastic. Yeah. And a case can be made that certain students need a teacher like that. That's what I like about the ending of the movie is it doesn't take sides. You have to decide for yourself. It ends with him just fucking nailing that last beat and then boom, it goes to black. And so you have to decide for yourself. Was this good or bad? And is this the kind of teacher student relationship that should be in a film? And I love that. You know, I love that it challenges us as an audience to leave with it and sit with it. Cause you're right. Some students, do need that. Like Lily and I had a bit of a disagreement the other night because we were watching making the cut season three and she, which is, you know, we got the first eight episodes and she quit after six episodes and we'd watched the first two seasons, but she's, and she, she watches RuPaul. She's like, I don't want to watch these designers tear apart these younger designers who are trying to make a name for themselves or trying to push their brand even more. It's too negative. And I go, but sometimes people need that tough love because that's where they're coming sure. from. They're only criticizing them to make them better. But she's like, no, RuPaul always leaves them with a positive point of view or, a, or something to work on in a positive way, but always loves, you know, gives them respect before they leave and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, she goes, I just don't want to watch people like that. And I'm like, yeah, but that's how I've always been raised. You know, it's nice to have the teacher that gives you the positive feedback and gives you something to work on but the teacher that pushes you and wants you to go past your comfort zone so that you can achieve something more than you thought you could achieve i've always gravitated to those kinds of teachers you know my dad was kind of like that so the military was like that so that's why i love this movie because it you see that here with jk simpson look he's a fucking asshole there's no doubt about it oh yeah that doesn't mean he's wrong and that's the thing that is a real uh um, great challenge for you as a viewer when you're watching that movie. So yeah, so she's no longer going to watch Bacon the Cut. And I'm going to finish it off myself, but I I like it when they're hard on them sometimes because that's how you get greatness. You have to squeeze that that lump of coal to get that diamond sometimes. So yeah, I mean, am I going to watch that show? Yes. <laughs> Do I find it flawed that the designers don't have to make their own clothes? Yes. Right, that they have seamster seamstresses. Yeah. yeah, I hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what I like about Project Runway is like yeah. you have to actually create this in a certain amount of time. But yeah. you know, they were trying to deviate and create something new, and I totally get it. But it, you know, not everybody can will respond to the yeah. the, the more lighthearted, yeah, the Dick Vermeil, the Coach K, the right, 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 right. Although Coach K had a, a 
occasionally by stories and accounts would have a harder side, but he was more of a consoling. Right. Um, you know, he may have come from Bobby Knight's coaching tree, but he didn't have the temperament. Right. The Bobby Knight temperament. Yeah. Yeah. Someone like that. Um, but I think it, it takes all kinds. Certain yeah. kids respond to the more positive and supportive and others need to be ridden, need yeah. to, you know, have someone whipping them in the ass. Yeah. And it just, Different strokes for different folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I like that about this. He pushed, he pushes them to the, to the edge. Yeah. And well, see and, if you can respond. And Paul Reiser is right there. When he walks off the stage mm-hmm. to hug his son and essentially say, you did your best and it's okay that you did your best. But the kid has this gear that makes him want to go back and say, fuck you, I can do even better. I'm going to beat you at your own game. And the student becomes the master in that moment when he goes back in and challenges J.K. Simmons and keeps the song going uh, in his way and drives the rhythm of the song and drives where that song ends um, is fantastic. And that mm-hmm. that's the difference between Paul Reiser, the life he would have with Paul Reiser, and the life he wants through the J.K. Simmons training, right? And so it's it's fantastic. And feel however you feel about it. I think it's good to have a film that makes you question these kinds of things and leaves you feeling like, oh, maybe it's not so black and white. You know, it's not so touchy feely and kumbaya. Some shit is rough, and you've got to be get to go through some shit to see what you can accomplish. You know, it's a thing of beauty. Go see Whiplash if you haven't. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, what's your three, man? Uh, my three is Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, that's my two. Go ahead. Uh, tons take place on a university. Yeah. Not as much as my top two. So that's why I didn't make my uh, top two. It's in the, like, if we're just talking about, like, amazingness of the movie and whatnot, yeah. that that and social network would be higher. Right, right, right. Um, just the profound effect it could have. Uh, on you yeah. um i i mean i almost kept goodwill off just because we've talked about it a number of times yeah, yeah, yeah. um but i didn't feel right ultimately because i forgot about something like necessary roughness had i had necessary roughness maybe maybe i would have um but there were a couple i was automatically gonna uh not include just because i they've never been for me what they have for others monsters university was kind of in the discussion yeah yeah uh, but Goodwill is, is fantastic. It yeah. really introduces us to two actors now that have been part of our lives for 25 years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, another great performance from Robin Williams, uh, mini driver when she was uh, kind of a thing. Yeah. Uh, getting a push. I mean, she still works now. She does. Yeah. She had, yeah, but she had that mini run with circle of friends and Goodwill hunting. And then, a, a you know, a couple other films, um, and then just kind of, you know, has been grinding it out, so to speak, here in Hollywood, for sure. And she just recently did a video for Criterion on their Criterion YouTube site where she goes through their collection and picks out like five or six of her favorite films to talk about, which is really cool. She's actually damn knowledgeable about film. So. Um, but, yeah, I don't know what to say about Goodwill that we haven't said. Yeah, before. we've said so. it all. I mean, yeah, I agree with you. There's no need to kind of belabor the point. Um so my number three is the social network. It's a punch from earlier. Okay. Yeah, man, dude. I I, I know that, uh, that, you know, a lot, how can I say this? Uh, a huge, not a huge, but 
a significant percentage of it occurs on, um, you know, in the Facebook offices and, and what have you. But a large, another significant amount is in the colleges, colleges uh, that he goes to and uh, the interactions he has with Andrew Garfield and building this thing out with the Winklevoss twins there with the Army Hammer and all of that. So uh, I really enjoy the film for that, you know, because he is a kid who is kind of, he's a jerk. He's got issues with the girl. He's trying to discover, you know, something different that'll change the world. This kid gives him an opportunity to work on this uh, on this project. It inspires him to create something else. And in that creating something else, it's pretty um, rude or sexist what he creates, but then eventually figures out, okay, a sense of community. People want a sense of community online. How do I create that? And, you know, it's the genius things that are so simple that'll drive you nuts. You know what I'm saying? Who else? Who, why is it this guy who had to come up with this idea? I'm sure plenty of people were like, yeah, it'd be cool to be able to hang out on, online on the internet, blah, blah, blah. And to be able to create an entire community where you can you know, get to know each other, leave comments, post pictures, all this kind of stuff. It's genius. And seeing his process through the movie is just incredible stuff. You know, I think it's one of the greatest films of the last 22 years, if not the greatest film of the last 22 years. Um, wow. And, yeah. And I enjoy the shit out of this film for the uh, interact for the dialogue for the the direction um for the questions it forces you to confront as a viewer um and even at the end when rashida jones is essentially almost absolving him we see that he's still obsessed with getting friended by that girl even though that's not the true story but we still see that he's obsessed with getting accepted by this girl and so all this stuff comes down to the fact that he just wanted to be liked by her again or wanted to be loved by her again. Um, and it's great. I love that, you know, because people have created worse for less or better rather for less. So True. I think one of the smartest decisions made was uh, picking Trent Reznor to do the soundtrack. Oh, yeah. The score. yeah. Absolutely. It's an out-of-the-box kind of thought and it fits. He manages to fit the vibe of the movie so beautifully. Yeah. Yeah. And really helps build uh the emotion within the scenes. Yeah. Over and over and over again. Totally. Um yeah. Yeah. One of the best of the last 20 years, though, huh? Well, I think it's maybe the greatest of the last 22, 22 years. I mean, even to now, I would say there's an argument can be made. This is the greatest film of the last 22 years. In my opinion. Well, that's the argument. That you're making. <laughs> but just an argument could be made. It's like, well, you're making the argument. Yeah, I am. Yes. I don't know why you're distancing. As if there's this big, big groundswell of people and they're like, you know, I'm part of a movement. <laughs> it's not just me here. No, I mean, you know, you could argue 1917. You could argue. There's, there's quite a few that have come out. Over, I mean, you could argue Endgame or Infinity War. Sure. Um, there will be blood. No yeah, country for old men. Blood country uh yeah we could do this yeah yeah for a while and say what's the best movie the past 22 years yeah yeah, i don't know if this one would uh break my top 10 maybe it would Mm. i don't know all right well what's our one is it the same one uh well i have my two oh what's your two sorry about that go ahead what's your all right uh my two is old school that's my one ah (laughs) so you don't have my one i don't I thought you were going to have something else too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not a fan. I think it's fine. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other one. Well, I don't, uh, we'll, we'll see what you're referencing when we get to your one. Yeah. Uh, old school, I love. It's so good. It is so good. So fucking good. The, I, I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> I just text somebody the other day a gif of them when Jeremy Piven comes in and he's now the dean. Yeah. But he shows up to their quote unquote frat house and basically well, shows up to their party house and tells them they can't, they're within the boundaries of the college. So they can't yeah. do this. But once they recognize who he is and Vince Vaughn is like, cheese. <laughs> I tell cause we were, I was having a conversation with a friend of our age. Yeah. And somehow cheese came up. I don't even remember, but I sent him that. And he instantly knew the movie, the reference. He could, you know, he knew the cadence and tone of how Vince Vaughn said it. It's just perfect. Yeah. For two people that in the know. Um, but, you know, got a nice little Saturday planned. Uh, you're my boy, Blue. Watching him not want to drink to instantly flipping to, you know what? Okay, I'll just have one. So he's going to have one. He's going to have one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, working on his car. Just listen to the music, the ad lib of, hey, Frank, just pointing to nobody. There's no neighbor. That wasn't in the script. Hey, Frank. And just going to work on, listen to Foreigner Journey or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a million. I mean. Tiny little scenes so like many. that. Just that whole crew of people they bring together. They're all oddballs. You know, it's got that vibe to it. The, the fact, what's it, the Godfather. That's uh, Luke Wilson. And him yeah. getting involved with his do- his boss's daughter, uh, Eliza Cuthbert. Yeah, Cuthbert, Cuthbert there, and their interactions, and then of course you know trying to start that fraternity, and then uh, the thing with the tape, and when they have the fight, and then Will Ferrell's on the ground, he's like, I'm so cold. I'm yeah, so cold. <laughs> yeah, if Will Ferrell gets shot with the track dart, you're crazy, man. <laughs> you're crazy, man. You're crazy. <laughs> Or was it was it Vince Vaughn who's doing the rings with the fucking cigarette hanging yeah. out of his mouth, and then the uh, larger Will dude does the ribbon. Yeah, the ribbon. <laughs> yeah, the dance, of dance. Oh, uh, and the larger dude doing the vault, which was him screaming as he's oh, just fucking genius, man, from top to bottom. And but again, a film that's you know kind of saying that yeah, just because we're different or we're unusual doesn't mean we don't fit somehow. And so I love that that. All kind of Kilborn being a massive jerk off. Uh, remember him, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and yeah, uh, Ellen Pompeo, right? Ellen Pompeo is the girl. Is the girl? Uh, oh, Luke at. Wilson's. Yeah, right. So yeah, that whole uh, that sounds right. Yeah. Storyline too, as well. So yeah, there's so much about it that's so incredibly funny. And Will, Will spewing out the facts and shit, and he's like, "Oh, what happened? I well, yeah, what happened? I blacked out. <laughs> what happened?" So it's brilliant because it takes shades of Animal House, shades of Back to School, because of course Rodney has that thing with Sally Kellerman telling that doing that whole final test to graduate from college. Mm-hmm. There's all these allusions to these different films, yet somehow it makes it work, and it is a fun, unique, and interesting way back into this thing. And, and of course, it's Will Ferrell. I mean, when he shows up at the Snoop Dogg concert naked, and all the dudes are like, "What the fuck? Get away from me!" It's fucking cheap. Yeah, we're streaking. We're and he's the streaking. only one that runs off. And then his wife picks him up and he gets into the car for some reason. Ass first and like high ass. Like it's going to hit him on the shoulder. And they're like, ah, oh, but his wife and her friends are out drinking and she is so embarrassed. 
but it's oh. him solitarily running down the road. Oh, We're still, he can. We're going to KFC. It's still open. Ebolius. Oh, ass first, man. That's the moment. Oh, I can visualize his ass. You can see it over the uh, the where the shoulder you know rest is yeah. between the shoulder and the headrest on the back seats. You can just see this glimmer of an ass. And then uh, I think the shot is then from the driver's side perspective, so looking back. It's so just like, good. oh my god, so much ass. That's why it's one of the things when you knew Will Ferrell is a star. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was the movie. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. It could have been outside of like superstar. I think this was his first SN post SNL movie. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's an SNL, you know, product superstar. Yeah, right. So there's something so independent. Was, uh, Can you go out and do something? Night at the Roxbury. That was also an SNL. Yeah, Night at the Roxbury as well. Yeah, yeah. earmuffs. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, Vaughn is great in this too. Yeah, Vaughn kind of setting up that swingers character of his. In a yeah, way. little bit, yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah, what happens if that guy settles down? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. finally, and what goes on with that? All right, what's your one, man? Did I uh, do my one, hat? my one is real genius. Oh yeah, I don't like that film. Go ahead, knock yourself out. Love it, <laughs> love it. This, wow. this is real revenge of the nerds. This is oh yeah, totally actual nerds. Sticking it to William Atherton and the Defense Department. Yeah. yeah simultaneously. Yeah. <laughs> the Department of Defense, rather. Uh, but it's Val Kilmer and then the other dude who plays Mitch. What's the popcorn one? What's the popcorn? That's the, that's the last scene. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so Val <laughs> Kilmer is the resident smartest kid on campus, but he's kind of been burnt out a little bit. Yeah. He's been working on a laser project for William Atherton. Atherton has a deadline to get this done. Yeah. Kilmer doesn't know that. He just knows he needs to, to to work on this and get it working. And basically that will get him his degree. Yeah. And so he can get out of here and go do whatever else, you know, he wants to do. But Atherton has a deadline because he agreed to the terms of a contract with the Department of Defense. Mm-hmm. So then Mitch is this really smart high school kid they find at a science fair. Yeah. And he gets into college early to show up and help. And then there's it's the push and pull of Mitch. You don't need to take this so seriously. There's more to life than just grades and striving fruit. You know, you got to have some fun. Uh, and then there's Ken William Atherton's assistant. Who's basically the de facto asshole when mm. Atherton isn't there. So they have the, the butting heads with him. They have some hijinks and Sue on that side. I don't want to spoil any of that. <laughs> Uh, I don't know why I'm hesitant to spoil a movie that is 40 years old. Yeah, I was going to say, dude, I think yeah. 37 years old or something like that at this point. Yeah. And if you haven't seen it, you haven't seen it. It's a, I don't know. I've always liked this since the first time uh, I saw it. When you could illegally download music, this is one of the first soundtracks I hunted for. Yeah, yeah. Just because it has a couple songs you're not going to hear anywhere else. They were not hits, uh, but they're catchy songs. Yeah. Um, and I love them from the film. So yeah, the Lime Wire days and all those days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I searched and searched. This, these were they were tough finds. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. They were not popular with kids uh, <laughs> in 1997, 98, whatever year yeah. that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've always 
had a fondness and affinity for real genius. I know there are people who love that movie, man. I totally get, I totally understand. I mean, I, yeah, I get it. Some people just have a real love for that movie. man. It's Look, just, to steal the, the verbiage uh, from others on this show, yeah. a case could be made. This is <laughs> I suppose you could. one of the best movies of the 80s. I don't think a case could be made for that at all. Well, of course, because it's called uh, Difference of Opinions. I don't think you could, there's no way you could put real genius up against uh, Gandhi or up against Amadeus. I said comedies. Uh, I oh, said comedies. comedies. I didn't, I, I wasn't provincial with mine. I said overall uh, with mine. But well, Yeah, but those two movies had different goals from the outset. Let's see here. Social Network was striving to win an Oscar. It was. Real Genius was striving to make a good comedy. Yeah. Uh, what are you looking up? Eighties comedies? Yeah, I was trying. To, are you going to put it above Ferris Bueller, Breakfast Club, The Blues Brothers, Caddyshack? You put it above Caddyshack. Caddyshack came out in the seventies. No, Caddyshack came out in nineteen eighty, bro. Bro, I'll get well. Coming to America? You're going to put it over Coming to America? No, I didn't say that. You said a case could be made. I don't think a case can be made. Uh, I'm saying it would. It, there's a good chance it might make my top ten '80s comedies. Oh, fair enough. You can put top ten. I don't have a problem with that. Um. All right. Well, there you go. There's our separate lists. Let's put this list together, man. Uh, what do we got here? Because we also got shoutouts coming up, ladies and gentlemen. Let's stay tuned for that to hear your name if you're a patron, five dollar and above. All right. So old school. Then I take Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. Social network. Whiplash. Or whiplash, right, right. Uh sure. Social network. All right, so that's one through four done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh we haven't done your one. So if you want to put your one there, that's fine with me. All right. So, so let's five. what do we got? Number fives now battling it out? Yeah, I guess, because I have monsters university. Yeah, and I've got American Animals. Okay. Go ahead. So, did you want to use the Elizabethan coin? Oh, I haven't even... I didn't even pull it out. I don't even know where it is. Oh, there it is. Hold on. I can use it if you want me to. That's fine. Look, you can start us this time. Okay. If you want, we can trade off, or we can just continue to use that. Let's see where it lands in the room, and then we'll figure it out from there. Both blurry as shit, by the way. Oh, <laughs> landed on Superman. Superman. So Monsters University. All right. All right. So, we have three spots left. We have Back to School, Twenty Two Jump Street. Yeah, Twenty Two is my six. Twenty Two. I thought Twenty Two is your seven. Back to School is your six. Oh yeah, sorry. Yes, back. To, yes, sorry about that. Yeah, they're uh, flip flops. So I have twenty two as my six, and back to school is my seven. All right. Well, since I won that last one, you can choose which order you'd like to go them in. And we have necessary roughness, and we're done. That's it. They were done. That's ten. Ten. Yeah. All right. Boom. Nice. Only Easy. One flip. Easy peasy. All right. The top 10 film set at a college or university. Yeah. At number 10. Necessary Roughness. At number nine. Back to School. At number eight. 22 Jump Street. 
At number seven. American Animals. At number six. Monsters University. At number five. Real Genius. At number four. The Social Network. At number three. Whiplash. At number two. Goodwill Hunting. And our number one film set at a university is... Is Old School. There it is. Old School. Frank the Tank. Frank the Tank. Oh, man. That film. That's early 2000s, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I would... Yeah, it's a... 2003. 2001? Two? Fuck. Three? 19 years ago. Fuck me, man. <sighs> I can still remember being in theater for that one. Anyway. All right. What's, uh, what's Charles's list? Uh, Charles's list is, he says, hello, Matt and John colleges and universities mm. have been the setting for some amazing movies. They can be a place for personal growth as well as immature hijinks. Can't wait to hear which movies make your list. Here's what he's got at 10 monsters university <laughs> at nine accepted that Jonah Hill movie. Eight, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Eight animal house. Uh, seven. Legally to, Blonde. I was close with Animal House, but you know, with all the um, stuff against it nowadays, I just, I just didn't feel comfortable putting it on the list. Uh, Sorry. Next thing was what? Legally Blonde? Sorry. Legally Blonde. Okay. Good choice. Uh, six, Glory Road. Oh, yeah. Right. The basketball one. Five is Whiplash. Mm. Four is The Express, which I haven't seen. Oh, yeah. The uh, Ernie Banks. Oh, the Ernie. Uh, no, it was a. Right. Um, three is 22 Jump Street. Yeah. Two is A Beautiful Mind, which I don't think it takes place enough at a school. That's why I, don't I say that. Yeah. He's t- yeah, yeah. cut it off the list. Yeah. For me personally. Yeah. He's off. Um, yeah. And then, uh, number one is Goodwill Hunting. So oh, yeah. he doesn't even have your greatest movie of the past 22 years. Yeah. No, I find that to be fascinating. With, uh, well, a case could be made. It's not the greatest movie of the past 22 years. Oh, yes, a case can be made. Of course. Um, all right. Well, thank you, Charles, for that boss hog topic. This was fun. Let's get into our um, shout outs, Matt. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I actually, I thought, much like Charles, I thought you'd be a Legally Blonde fan. I knew you brought it up. In I the do past. like Legally Blonde, but I, I don't. Uh, do I turn it on? No. So, I mean, th- these other films I will watch and I fi- I defaulted to that more. Like, which film will I turn on and watch? And I think that cut out Legally Blonde. House Bunny over- almost made my list over Legally Blonde. I really like House Bunny, but I don't know how many times I turn on House Bunny versus these other films. Uh, so, but maybe I should have put it on over Van Wilder. I don't know. We'll see. Um, all right. Uh, do you want to start us off or do you want me to start? Uh, it doesn't matter. I'll go. Okay. Um, so this is what we do for our patrons at the $5 and above level to, as a way to say, thank you for supporting us. We shout your name out at the end of the month. Yeah. So, uh, starting us off, we have Oliver Madrill, Mike Boder, Scott G. Collins, Steve Smith, Drew Gorziski, uh, Fraser Jubb, Jason McDonald, uh, Roby, Pele Cole, Eric Taylor, Deepak Maurer, David Stevens. Andrew Robinson, Francisco Ramirez, Michael Bauer, Colton Thompson, uh, Henrik Winterland, Callie Onken, Lachlan Skinner, Charles Kim, Joseph Curran, Fred Castillo, Charles J. Clark, hey, Zachariah Kaufman, Jeff Dickin, 
Francisco J. Torres. Connor Teal. Michael D. Dyke. Tim Reimert. Dominic Greaves. Eric Bruin. Matt Simmons. Jeremy Bowers. James Petty. Nick Francis. Christopher Brockman. Blake Gaunt. Cameron Chapman. Alex Russell. Paul Cree. Stacy Flores. Kristen Kurtz. Gareth Weldon. Timothy R. Williams. Nick Baldwin. Uh, Chene Taylor. Ahmad Ali. Darren Bush. Angela Dashner. Drake Fromsdorf. Josh Lawrence. Uh, Chelsea Lewis. Adelardo Fuente. Reagan Loving. Rodrigo Valverde III. Andre Constantinescu. Steve Schluckabeyer. Houston Bodily. Roque Ariana. Maurice Robinson. Brandon Caridi. Uh, Marlon AZ Badfish. Ravi Prasad. Joe Farrelly. Josh Mabry. Hey, Josh. Ben Cartwright. Josh Murphy. Michael Oricar. Josh Sachs. George Menchaca. Dale Varley. Wayne Murphy. Ashley Prowse. Johannes Schmidt. Sam Fernando. Kevin Fuss. Ryan McKenna. Brian Akins. Alexander Marzonia. Hey, Alex. Garth Wizenant. Mike Barrington. Noel Kelleher. Jim Bain. David Mitchell. Baker. Andy Ortiz. John Keefe. Kristen Smith. Marcel Berman. James Trapani. Drew Enns. Dan Nye. Matthew Hassel. Seth Shearer. Andrew Marker. Chris Jones. Luke Larson. Chris Cabrera. Robert Haley. And finally, Anthony Castlenova. There it is. Nice. So our thanks to everybody that supports us over at patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10. And if you'd like to join, please head over today. We've got uh, several tiers and all kinds of fun stuff over there for our patrons. So hit us up at patreon.com forward slash the top 10. And uh, you can follow us on Twitter at top 10 show, all spelled out. Otherwise, Instagram and YouTube, it is forward slash the top 10 podcast with the number 10. There you and go. You can, you can follow me at Matt Nost. And check out uh, Settle the Score, my other movie-related podcast. It's a lot of fun, and that is it for me this week. <laughs> yeah, you can follow me at The Roca Says on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, The Outlaw Nation on Twitch, my own uh, YouTube channel, youtube.com slash John Roca Says, and uh, my other podcasts, The Geek Buddies and The Cinephiles that are out there for you to enjoy. Um, thanks to Charles Clark again for this suggestion of the topic, and we'll talk to you all next time with another brand-new episode here of the Top Ten. Peace. Ooh.